Welcome to Dyslexics Wanted, a podcast celebrating the unique strengths and creativity, so often the hallmark of people with dyslexia. We invite you to learn more at the Web Innovation Center for Dyslexia's website, wicd.org. And there you'll find out the latest information about a film we're producing called Decoders, a cutting-edge documentary that objectively and fearlessly explores fundamental questions about how we learn. To support the making of this film, find out more at WICD.org. Today's guest is Heidi Webb, and yes, it is for her mother, Dr. Gertrude Webb, that the center is named. Heidi and her family and colleagues have worked tirelessly to further promote the message of her mom through the Webb Innovation Center for Dyslexia at WICD.org. And we're about to chat with Heidi and get an update on the film project entitled Decoders, destined to shine new light on the mystery of dyslexia, what science is now telling us, and just how incredibly innovative dyslexics can be. Heidi Webb, it is so wonderful to get you to stop long enough to talk to me here because you're so busy with your life, with being a mom and a full-time attorney and conciliumdivorce.com is your website, but also the work you're doing with WICD.org. Why don't we talk a little bit about where this film project is going these days? Okay. Well, it's a pleasure to be here and to be able to do that. Um, so the film project really was born out of our desire to talk about dyslexia as a strength. Um, so often, I think when people think of dyslexia, if they think of it, they think of it as that backwards writing thing, or um, somehow it's seen as a deficiency. It's right. not seen as an asset. People don't say, yeah, I really, really like to be dyslexic. And, you know, yes, I mean, I think it's it, the way it's been framed traditionally does make it hard for it to be a desirable thing to want to be. But in the society we're living in now, um, visual skills are actually an asset when you look at sort of computers and um, the way... We're seeing the world less in terms of um, a language-based society, but more visually. Um, dyslexia actually is mm. a strength, mm -hmm. and the visual mind, which is really what um, was considered a deficit in school because that wasn't what we were being praised for. Um, when kids weren't reading at an early age, that was considered um, deficient. But when kids can get onto a computer and sort of show their intelligence in another way through um, that medium, they're abilities are really appreciated. So what we're trying to do is really look at dyslexia or that skill set in a different light and really shine light on the positive aspects of it, which are sort of that big picture thinking, that visual ability that is, you know, the very same things that allow you to flip letters around, which can be a disadvantage in reading, can be a huge advantage if you're an architect and you want to flip a house around and look oh, at it yeah. differently. Well, hopefully so, people have caught the trailer, which is online, and people can see it on the website. And uh, the idea that the technology and the advancement in neuroscience and in studying the brain and all this kind of stuff couldn't have happened at a better time to focus on a film project like this. Sure. I mean, there's so much. I think people, the one thing we agree on is that we don't agree on anything, you know, in the field. I think there's just so much disagreement about what dyslexia is, what qualifies as dyslexia. Is there a cause to it? Is it genetic? Is it? I don't think anyone really thinks it's environmental anymore, but what things in the environment accentuate it being um, something that's less or more desirable as, mm. to have as a way of thinking. So I think that this film hopes to look at some of the science behind it as well as look at um, some of the strengths. And that's really... Our goal. And our goal is, of course, to raise awareness, but also to raise funds to get this film made. So 
I'll give you the opportunity before I ask the next question to sure. talk about how that's going. Yeah, I think we're just at the very beginning of it. We hope to have a Kickstarter campaign really soon. Um, we're interested in having people partner with us in whatever ways they're able to do that, um, whether or not that's through knowledge, through funds. Um, we really welcome involvement because people's experiences enrich what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So whatever people can bring to us in terms of their own experience and uh, help us sort of understand what they've either been through or observed with their kids or their family members is super helpful. And obviously, we're at a point where we are trying to raise money to, to make this film a reality. Our goal is to have people be able to, to walk out of a theater, if it's not a theater on a computer, wherever it ends up sort of being distilled, but to really feel empowered by this and to feel like, yeah, this is a good thing. Don't be embarrassed when I ask you this, but as the daughter of a pioneer in the field, sure. the pioneer in the field, Dr. Gertrude Webb, you grew up obviously in the household where your mom was really stepping out of the, the norm and breaking down barriers and going positive when everybody was just, like you say, thinking it's letter writing backwards and that's it. Yeah, I think she always had this perspective that for every, you know, uh, anyone who's been involved with individualized education plans or IEPs, you know, are often, you know, mm. goals are set like they have to learn their phonics. But she would always have a flip side to that, like they'll be the lead in the school play. Because whatever the, the difficulty was, her question would be, what do they like to do on Saturday? What's their strength? And then build on that. So take what they're good at and work from there. Don't take what is somebody's weakness and then just drill down on it super hard and until somebody feels really demoralized. And that's interesting because it can really parallel other fields, other areas of life, not just, say, dyslexia. But think about it. If you're in sports even, I mean, if you're not absolutely. good throwing the football, maybe you're good carrying it. I mean, yeah, say, absolutely. Right? I absolutely. mean, your mom really hit on something sure. that, that made a difference. Yeah, and I think that, you know, she recognized sort of that – that when kids are engaged, um, they're going to be able to conquer what the difficulties are much more easily. So if they're great baseball players, let them read about baseball. Mm. Don't let them read about just distilling sort of a phonics manual that they're right. really bored with right. and find difficult. What did you take from um, from all this? Not not the technical side of what she taught, but her philosophy. Uh, it certainly has been something that you as her daughter, I'm sure, have, have emulated. And how has that happened in your life? You know, I guess it's that ability to sort of look for people's strengths, um, look at people as individuals, not as diagnoses, um, look at, you know, I guess if I were picking an analogy, maybe I'd pick a snowflake and say, say, you know, we're all different, but, you know, what is it that we bring to the world that is unique and what is it that's special and how do we, you know, dig deep and, and bring out the best in each person? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The Web Innovation Center for Dyslexia. Uh, when was it started, actually? It was actually started in 1990, so a little ways ago. And initially, it was really a, a center because we didn't, you know, as much as we are big into the Internet now, in those days, there weren't really central clearinghouses for people to go to and find mm. great resources, great libraries, and great places to be diagnosed um, and understand. So it was a place after she founded the first program in the country for college-able dyslexics at Curry college. And when she was retiring, um, or she always called it her refirement because she was getting fired up <laughs> for her next chapter, not her retirement. Yeah. Um, she wanted to bring that knowledge to families who um, didn't otherwise sort of have those resources available to them and have a place where they could go. So it started there. And the film really grew out of the fact that once she had passed away in 2012, we really wanted to not only sort of remember her as an individual, but also what she brought and how she improved the world. And that was really, I guess, 
best stated by the fact that she was able to find strengths in people. Program for Assisted Learning. What a great acronym, PAL, the PAL program. And I was at Curry College with you, by the way, at the time uh, when it was uh, cooking. And I remember not knowing much about dyslexia, except what most people had known about. And then meeting college kids my own age in my grade and, and maybe a year or two ahead of me who were in this program handling all the major course load, but handling it with the help that she provided. Sure. And that help, really, what she did, sort of the the biggest piece, I think, initially what she did there was making all textbooks available on tape, what was then tape, audio tape. Yes. And it had previously only been available to people who were blind. Dyslexia actually means word blindness. So she was sort of able to convince people that this was a population that needed to have their books on tape. And by doing that, they were able to access the same information that a generation before they'd been told, or in some instances a year before they'd been told they didn't have access to, they weren't college material, they couldn't read, they couldn't keep up Mm. with the reading. So by being able to get that information auditorily, and have a tutor sort of assist them for one year um, with the books on tape and also the visuals. They were then able to, the goal was that they would be able to sort of fly without that assistance, just with the the books on tape and not the tutor. Dr. Gertrude Webb lived a very long and fruitful life, and she lived long enough to see the technology actually move from tape to digital, which means it's so much more available now, really. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, on so many mediums. Yeah. And, you know, you see kids now, um, you know, texting I find amusing because, you know, the unconventionality of spelling in texting is, you know, you could say it's just really poor spelling, or as Mark Twain would have said, if you can't spell a word 20 ways, you're not very creative. (laughs) But that wasn't appreciated. Now spelling's become less important. I think we went from, oh, wow, we have spell check. That's great. Now we can sort of use it and not have misspellings to no one really cares so much about spelling, but what are the concepts? What are the ideas? And you've come to know a lot of people in the local community where you live and in the national and international community. It's no longer, as we've said on this podcast before, it's no longer something to be shameful about. Mm -hmm. That whole strength thing, people are coming forward, big thinkers and saying, yeah, I'm a dyslexic. What are you going to make of it? Yeah. And (laughs) I think you do see a lot of people like, you know, it takes a certain grist and grit in order for people to be successful, I think. And I think that's pretty much been borne out by research. And I think one of the realities of having dyslexia in the school environment is that it is challenging. And it creates a certain personality, if nothing else, that allows people to sort of persevere and say, you know, if I can do that, if I can learn to read, which was really hard, I can learn to do anything. Mm. And that sort of won't get in their way. So obstacles become less um, less impediments and more just challenges. And I think you see a lot of very successful people. There's very high percentage of innovators, people who are really super high earners, people who found um, different different uh, entities who are dyslexic because mm-hmm. they just don't see it as a problem. They see it as just something else to, to overcome. And we've had people here tell us that through auditory, through other sensory means, they're able to understand and form conceptual ideas as easily, if not more quickly than those who can read. Yeah, I think it's, you know, again, it's a question of is it an advantage or a disadvantage? And I think the whole thinking that dyslexia is a, it's a hallmark of dyslexia is seeing the big picture, not the little pieces. So I think that, you know, when people get really stuck in the little pieces and they're just trying to put it together Mm -hmm. in a sort of a very concrete way, 
that's not sort of looking at something more holistically. And I think that's one of the real strengths of dyslexics, that they're able to step back. Now, is that because out of necessity or out of just an advantage? Right. But they're able to step back and say, huh, I see this whole thing, and I think we could approach this differently. That's certainly the message of the film project, the message of the center. And uh, I just want to say thank you for remaining in the quote-unquote family business in more ways than one, actually. <laughs> People should know you're an attorney, and that's what your your dad was. Absolutely. Absolutely. I guess I took all, <laughs> took all these things on. Well, thanks for stopping by and joining us for a bit. We're going to be talking with other members of the board and other people in society and culture who are doing great things, uh, and uh, we're going to just continue to forge ahead. And again, if people want to donate, they can simply do it through the website? Absolutely. WICD, Web Innovation Center for Dyslexia, and we would really welcome your contributions and be very grateful. Thank you. Thank you for taking a little extra time out of your very busy schedule. It's great to see you. Thanks so much, Jordan. Thank you for listening to Dyslexics Wanted. Feel free to contact us here at our website, WICD.org. And there you'll learn more about how you can support the documentary film Decoders, which is currently in production. We welcome guest or topic suggestions for this podcast. Dyslexics Wanted is available on all major platforms, including Apple, and is a production of the Web Innovation Center for Dyslexia. I'm Jordan Rich, wishing you a great day.